and welcome to another exciting episode of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. Today is day 67, episode 75. Oh. Believe it or not. It's hard to believe it, 75 or anything. Right? My name is Patrick Finn and I am here with the salacious Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. And how are you tonight, Tommy? I'm okay. Just okay. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, started rehearsals for Behanding in Spokane. Oh. So that's been going well. Oh. Busy memorizing lines. How are you going to hide your hand? I think they're going to get a stump. Uh, there's like a sock stump thing that you, they're going to apply. Okay, just make yeah. sure it's not Argyle. <laughs> no, I think it'll be more realistic looking than that. All right. You don't know. You know, productions are expensive. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. So, so nothing else? No really new or exciting? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. No. No? Yeah. No, there's nothing <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Like the whole Fox News craziness is with the with the email. Oh please, I know that's fucking killing me. That's yeah, crazy. that news every day. I, it's, it's like just unbelievable. But like, I don't know if we're gonna get to that later. According to your, script. we might. We just might. So that's why I was like, no, because we're gonna cover it. But yeah, yeah. But so we that's just why. might. We got lots of things to cover. In so here I tonight. figured, why why blabber on? Okay, good idea. Go ahead. Well, I was going to let you know I was went on iTunes, and I wanted to just look at our podcast to see if any comments, and someone actually wrote a comment this past January. Hold on. It is March. I know. Somebody wrote something in January. Yes. And you are seeing it now for the first time? Yes. Because I normally don't go to the, to the site providers... The podcast providers and looked for any comments or anything, but I just happened to find this one. And it came from someone named... On iTunes, that obscure little outpost of music <laughs> yes. and uh, podcast <laughs> yes. sort of content presentation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nobody goes to them. <laughs> no, 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 not iTunes. Well, it's so rare that we get any comments at all, so I didn't... Okay. I was not in the habit of looking for them, you okay. know? Well, now you don't have to be, because it takes three months to respond. Who the fuck's going to call <laughs> Well, I don't have to respond. What did they say? Who are they wearing? Well, they this from? was Todd8660 on iTunes. Todd8660. And he gave the podcast five stars. Nice, right? Todd. He wrote, I listen every week. You He's all lying. are great. Thank you. Oh, my God, Todd. Right? You Who's, are welcome, Todd eight six six zero. That is amazing, Todd. Todd yeah, eight six six zero six eight six zero. So then I went. I decided to go exploring to see if any other comments were made on any other podcast providers, and I found another one from March of last year. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, obviously doing now that? I have are to go look. Are you doing it or are you not I doing? have to go look more regularly at comments. I normally don't go look for comments. We don't get comments on Facebook or Twitter, so why would I make it a habit of looking for comments on the on the sites? Because each of the site has its own its own people. Well, maybe we'll audience. make that your responsibility from now no, on. Hold and then on each week I can say up. any new comments today, Tommy. Between the two of you with the producer and you and I'm sorry. No. No. Well, I'm saying, what are you doing? Well, anyway. So what they say, what are they this saying? This was on Audible. Audible. Audible, those are the snotty people, for fuck's sake. They read books. <laughs> you want those? And this was a person who referred to themselves as 10 Sandy Toes. 10 Sandy Toes? Yes. That's cute. And they gave us five stars also. Nice. Thank and, you, Sandy Toe. And they wrote, they're gay with their dogs, and also they are very super-duper grumpy men. Super-duper grumpy men. 
Damn. I guess we've succeeded in our mission. We got the character down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super duper so, grumpy. Thank you, you Ten Sandy Toes. Like the whole thing is you just like cackling. And I you were you all laughing that I cut out of it. Okay. I cut even more out than you would think. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine. But yeah, so... Yes, I do laugh a lot, because I find you so amused. But is then grumpy the wrong word? No, we do have our gripes and our complaints, and we get get passionate and Uh, vehement about certain topics. So yes, we can call us the grumpy old gay men. All right. But anyway, I think it's now time that we move on to our very first segment. Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. Heavy petting. Heavy petting what? Well, I have a news story first. Okay, good. And this concerns... uh, Thank you, John Steele. No, no, it wasn't John Steele. I found this one on my own this time. Okay, sorry. It wasn't easy to find because there were too many stories about dogs mauling people. Right? And wade through all that to find this story. Put that one in the bank for John Steele. So there was this Arizona homeowner owns a dog at home and he went to work that day. And when he got home, he walked inside his house to find a bobcat laying in the dog's bed. Oh, dear. Yeah. Where's the dog? Well, he called the police to come. Where's the dog? I'll get to that. The bobcat eventually took off. The dog was found. It was injured. It was found, I think, like the following day because probably the dog ran off. And they... The homeowner surmised that the bobcat got in through an unlocked doggy door. Okay. Well, they live in Arizona, and, you know, you got to watch out for those fucking bobcats. Yes, you do. But obviously, anybody... You, do you have a doggy door? I do not. I have never, never had, had a doggy dog, dog. Neither have I. I. I have no experience with doggy dogs. I mean, first of all, I can just... It's just as easy just to let the dog Open out the myself. Door. It's not a big problem. Second of all, it's just, so, it's just another way for someone else to break into yeah, the house as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, in a farm. But yeah, I'd say if you're living in a rural area yeah. where, where there are wild animals of any kind, I mean, it could hypothetically happen here. You could have a squirrel coming through the freaking Alice doggy door. I also have fucking mooses and, and, well, deers anyway, and turkeys. Huh? Through a door. Doggy door? No. What I'm saying is that her property is frequently infested with wild turkeys ah. out in Patchogue on Long Island. Oh, I did not know that. Infested, infested. I said. Infested. Good Wild word. turkeys. Wow. When I drove, you'd see them fucking crossing. You know, you go into those, like, there are there are dirt roads on Long Island, you know, back in, back in the woods. Yes, yeah. back in the woods. And, and the, you go out east, right? Yes. Turkeys. Turkeys. Loads of them. Lousy with wild turkeys. So look out for those turkeys out east. And of course the deer. Of course the deer. Always plenty of deer on Long Island. The deer never... They never come... Uh, uh, yes, yeah, there's plenty of deer on Long Island. Yeah, there definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. No mooses. No mooses. Just deer. But anyway, if you're a dog owner and you have a doggy door, please make sure you keep it locked when you're not at home. Okay. You never know when it may come in. All right, so, so this, what was it, a bobcat? A bobcat. What kind of dog was it? Uh, I couldn't tell. It looked like a small dog, a small to medium-sized dog. Really couldn't tell what type it was. It, uh, was, called, it was called Squeakers. The dog was named Squeakers. Squeakers. Yes. Oof. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a kick for any dog. Squeakers. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. You know a woman named that dog. Maybe that. <laughs> well, imagine the man who named yeah, it. Yeah, I know, right? That's and true, too. The dog gets smaller. I don't know. You got, you know, 
that's part of where you live. You got to be careful of that. Yes, I mean, you do. in Florida, they like alligators walking through those. Right, exactly. Oh, so God. lock those doggy doors. That's right. Right? We're here to point out the obvious. Yes. From the news. We like to make it a reminder to people. A reminder. We're like, yes. I'm just, okay, go ahead. We're now moving on to our compendium of canines, okay, our doggy dictionary. What letter? The letter X. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, you are not going to get this one. And there's um, an X? God. Yes. That be- the, the breed begins with the letter X? Yes, it does. Exatu. X-A-T-A-U. Exatu. Exatu. Exacto. What kind of a dog is that? Eskimo. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, ancient Incan. Okay. Indian. Like Mexican, South American Indian. Ancient dog. Exactu. When, when we do a dictionary of fictional dogs, we'll put that one on the list. Exactu. <laughs> no, this one's called the Chassi. It's spelled Capital X I A S I. Say that again. Chassis. That's the way it's pronounced. X I A S I. It's named after the village of Chassis, which is located in China, where they have been raised by the Miao people for thousands of years. Is the X symbol the ch sound? Yes. Okay, go back a sentence. Okay, I said that they were raised by the Miao people Meow, okay. in this area of China for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Yep. They were historically bred as hunting dogs and watchdogs, and they are now prized today as an omen for bringing wealth to a family. Oh. They are white or cream in color with wiry hair. It comes in three lengths, short, medium, and long. They are 22 to 66 pounds and 17 to 20 inches tall. All right, let's take a look. Let's take a look. What's it look like? Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. That is the Chossie. Uh, all right, wait. Got a quite a distinctive pink nose. All of them? Yeah, it looks like a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. That looks, like, that looks like a Jim Henson creation right there. <laughs> no, it, no. It, like Jim Henson. It's cute. Jim Henson and, and Disney. That You have to put that photo up. I'll put that photo That's up. That's the puppy, right? When I yeah. do the bonus material, because I always do the dogs now. So. That's... That, I'll put that photo So up. So Jim Henson designed the back of that dog, and Disney designed the front of it. Anyway, they have a strong hunting instinct, so they should be kept on a leash if you're out walking. And that's the truth. I'll tell you what, this bitch, Louie, mm-hmm. the, 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 the poodle uh, spaniel. Right. Fuck that. Give me a... Give me a herding dog. Okay. Okay. They don't want to go nowhere. They always want to know where you are. Yes. Okay. And they're not going to go anywhere unless you went when you were okay. the herding dogs. Thank you. I don't, she's the same way. She gets. She picks up a scent. She goes Fuck after you. It. They're gone. Yep. She picks there's up a scent. There's nothing you can do. No. You got to go Actually, along the truth is, them. I don't think there's anything the dog can do. It's like natural instinct, to Bam. Them, you know? Yeah. Scent, I got to go yeah. there. Yeah. And she'll follow it sometimes, too. She'll follow the path of it. Imagine a beagle. Oh, God. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that, he catches scent, and you, three days later, you're finding him in the next county. Right. What do you got? What, what, what did okay. I interrupt? And we were talking about the Chassis dog. The Chassis, yeah. It's a hunter. Yes. And since they're used to hunting in packs, they get along well with other dogs. Okay, that's good. 
But unless they're raised with other smaller animals, they may consider them yes, prey. prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a, where does it come from? It comes from China, but unfortunately the breed is critically endangered because of a low genetic diversity. And it is estimated that there's only about 270 pure breed chassis left. Okay, so from China and what did they hunt? It doesn't say what they hunt, but this is well, well, what part of China? Uh, in the, I guess, well, it doesn't say. I think in the southern part of China. Okay. So, so it's that's not like mountains and Okay, whatever. It's a cute dog, though. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, a, a, a taller terrier, you know? Yeah. The hunting dogs, though, I, you know. Yeah. And I love every, you know, you know me with the dogs. Yes, I do. So, uh, yeah, but, but uh, give me a fucking herder. We now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. And there were so many of them, I figured that we would just do a quickie on three of them. Okay. And then spend a little more time on the fourth one. Emily Nadler. So, I'll start with the youngest one first. Happy birthday, Emily. He was born on March 8th, 1977. He's best known for starring in the show Dawson's Creek and for sporting a really bad southern accident, I'm sorry, southern accent in the 1990 film Varsity Blues. Uh, I know I should know who it is. He's 46 years old today. He's 10 years younger than me. Very uh, handsome man, too. Uh, is that, is that... Uh, I believe he was in the first season of Pose, too. I have no idea. Oh, James Vanderbeek. Uh, I was, yes, I, I knew, yes. You knew, you Dawson's knew. Kid. I didn't, I couldn't come up with the, I couldn't come up with the fucking name. But yeah, I knew. He's got the, like, Sarah Jessica Parker long horse face. No, not at all. He absolutely has a long face. Uh, no, let me show you a picture of him. I don't think we're talking about the same person. I believe we are. James Vanderbeek. Come on. James Vanderbeek. He was the, the teenage kid on that show about teenage kids. Uh, Dawson. Yeah, you know how many shows Creek. you just described? Uh, Dawson's Creek. I never watched Dawson's Creek. I had no idea. G- uh, James Van... T- come on. Look at that. That's long face. That's not long face. He's beautiful. Yes, he is. Very He's beautiful. beautiful. You know, well-structured. Uh, everything uh, looks nice. You know? Very handsome very, man. Very handsome man. Very, well, there you go. Kids. With your torso and your kids. All right. right. Okay. Could you, could you fucking hand the kid off to her for a second? So <laughs> we can go for a walk in the fucking vineyard. Whatever. Our next birthday celebrant, a British singer and musician, born March 8th, 1958. He's 65 years old today. Okay, 10 years older. He is best known for the following song. His name? Gary Newman. Shame on you. That's supposed to be your era of music. And I couldn't come up with fucking Dawson's Creek No. Maybe, right, so, uh, maybe you'll come up with the next birthday celebrant is then. Is there a quiz this week? Because uh, No, there's no quiz this week. Because I'm not doing so good. No, you're not doing very good with this, I'll tell you that. This next birthday celebrant was born on March 8th, 1945. This is why. 78 talking, years old today. We're talking about the birthdays. He was the drummer and one of the singers for the Monkey. And he's the only surviving member of the Monkees. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. Mickey what? Dolans. Mickey Dolans is correct. Very good. Yes. And here's a little piece from him. Talking about music after curtain calls. 
This is the this music after the Shrek curtain call. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's the one I believe in. It's the one that I think you should do. I don't. We dis we've discussed this. I hate yes, the mega mix about, after yeah, curtain calls. Show okay? yes. This is the one exception. The movie ends this way too, pretty and, much. And you know? the show has it after the curtain calls, and it's completely out of context and completely plain what you're doing. I, that, that one worked. I used to sing that song at karaoke, but I changed the lyrics. Oh, I don't want to know. Then I sat on his face. Oh, of course you did. And now I'm a believer. <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah, so, but now we're up to our last birthday celebrant. Go ahead, what's his name? Her name. Oh, Jesus. Was Tula Elise Finklia. Tula? Tula. She was uh, born March 8th, 1922. Holy shit. After recovering from polio as a child and studying ballet, she started making films in the 1940s. Her roles, of course, usually featuring her featuring her abilities as a dancer. Okay. Among her films were Singing in the Rain, The Bandwagon, Oh, God. Brigadoon. Oh, God. And Silk Stockings. Oh, my God. She was in every single one of them. Yeah, she was paired quite frequently with Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. Is it Rita Hayworth? Uh, no. Uh, Rita Hayworth. Yeah, no. No, Rita Hayworth was not a dancer. Rita Hayworth absolutely was a dancer. But I don't think she's really remembered as a dancer. This actress she is was, remembered okay. as a dancer. Um, all right. So I, I'll She made her Broadway debut in 1991 as a replacement in the show Grand Hotel. Okay. I she don't know. She was famously married to singer Tony Martin. Still don't know? No, I, 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 no, I don't know. And she but was awarded I, the National Medal of the Arts and Humanities in 2006. And she died on June 17, 2008, the age of 86, following a heart attack. Her name? Sid Charisse. Sid Charisse. Do you know how she got her nickname, Sid? Uh, yeah, something about a, a marriage. No. When she was younger, her brother would try to say the word sis... And it would come out as Sid. So then she became known as Sid. And she adopted that as her professional name. I was TT. My little brother had trouble pronouncing my name. Yes. So it was TT. But he said it was TT. <laughs> so that's why I was um, really until I met more people outside of my house than inside of my house. <laughs> I want to go back to something here. Yes. Something I'm holding a grudge for you about right now. Uh-oh, what about? Rita Hayworth. Mm-hmm. Rita Hayworth was a flamenco dancer. Okay. Whose partner was her father. Okay. And she came from, I don't know, Mexico. It wasn't, I don't know. She came from South America as a flamenco dancer and ended up being Rita Hayworth. And Fred Astaire yes. was known to say that aside from Adele, okay, Rita was his favorite dancing partner. Ah, I did not know that. I don't know what, what movie I've they did. I've never really seen a lot of Rita Hayworth films, so I really can't say I know much about her. You've never seen Gilda? <sighs> long, long time ago. Long time ago. I don't really remember much about it. I mean, that's the dress. That's the... I know. I've seen all the images and stuff. I, I barely remember the, the movie. The haircut. Yeah. That's, I know. It's, yeah. Sorry. It's sort of... Uh, I can't remember what her, what her Spanish name was. Rosa... Anyway. But it's worth looking up, uh, Rita Hayworth. I definitely Rita know. Hayworth married uh, an Arabian prince. I don't know if saying those words are wrong. He was a prince. Okay. Aga Khan. Aga Khan. Uh, yes, yes. The Prince Aga Khan. Okay. Yes, whatever he was called. So yeah. she married Aga Khan, and they had a daughter who was... So was that Princess Noor or Noor? No. Noor was the blonde who married the other Arabian... Arab... 
not Arabian, Arab. Arab. Arabian's not like Asian? Well, Arabian would probably pertain now more days to Saudi Arabia. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Because to me, there's like a, a, the Arabs. No one really uses the word Arabian anymore. It's always Arab. If I can't think of the name of the country, what am I supposed to say? Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to. So here's a no. Here's a thing. Somewhere in the Middle East. Okay. <laughs> Middle Eastern. <laughs> that works. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So where were we? Yes, Rita Hayworth's husband being. Rita Hayworth's husband guy. was, yes. Yes. It's an interesting life, Rita Hayworth. Yes, it is. I liked it. Cool. Yeah. Can we now, well, actually, before we say goodbye to them, let's all wish them all a happy birthday happy to birthday, all bitches. of you. We now move on to our next segment. Bring out your Bring out your anyway, we've got two uh, Bring Out Your Dead today. The first one you may not know his name, but you may know the band he was in. His name was Gary Rossington. He was an American musician and songwriter. He is best known as a founding member of the southern rock band Leonard Skinnerd. Oh, he, oh somebody and from Leonard Skinner just died. That was who we're, that's who we're talking about. I have no idea who he is. He was the he played lead and rhythm guitar in Leonard Skinner. He was the also the last living founding member of Leonard Skinner. Okay. Uh, How many members are there? Well, there were originally I think like five or six, but as you're gonna hear in a minute, then the the band personnel changed over the years. The band's still in existence, but it's not. A, it's none of the original members anymore. Do we know what Leonard Skinner means? I forget. I don't know how that name came about. That's one thing I did not was able to learn. Okay. But Rossington, along with other members of the band, were among 20 passengers in a October 20th, 1977 plane crash near Macomb, Mississippi that claimed the lives of three members of the band. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah, that was a horrible... Uh, I remember when that happened. It was a horrible day for music. What year did it happen? That was 1977. Were you a Leonard Skinner fan? Yeah, well, not, not so much then. I, I became more so later on. I got more into the Southern rock at that time. Okay. I still haven't gotten gotten into it, but... Some of it's really good. In fact, I'm going to play you something right now by Leonard Skinner, and you'll probably hear Mr. Rossington play. <laughs> That was Call Me the Breeze. Call Me the Breeze? Yes. But you you may be familiar with the song Freebird. Oh, is that them? That's free. Yep. That's Leonard Skinner. They wrote the, they wrote and performed the song Freebird. Okay. So yeah, so R.I.P. to Gary Rossington. All right, sorry, dude. Yep. And then next up on our list uh was unsadly actor Tom Sizemore. Yeah, I don't like yeah, who? Like I know I should I'll tell you about him. I know he is. He's a film actor. I wasn't worried about you telling me. He played supporting roles in uh Born on the Fourth of July, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, True Romance, Natural Born Killers, Strange Days. Heat, 
That was with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Not the easiest life. He battled drug addiction since like age 15. He was convicted in 2003 of domestic violence against his girlfriend. Oh dear. Who was the former Hollywood madam, Heidi Fleiss. Oh dear. In 2017, he pleaded no contest to two charges of domestic abuse for assaulting his girlfriend. Oh my God. He was previous. He was married, but the marriage ended because of his drug problem. His girlfriend, Janet Ma Janelle McIntyre, gave birth to twins, but they of course ended their relationship too. Also, this is something I didn't know that there was a video called the Tom Sizemore Sex Scandal released in 2005, which was a sex tape featuring Sizemore and numerous women. Oh dear. Yeah. So this guy obviously was not in the best shape dealing with drug addiction. But on February 18th of this year, he suffered a brain aneurysm at his home in Los Angeles, and his representative determined said that doctors had determined there was no further hope and a recommended end of life decision to Sizemore's family, and he died on March 3rd at the age of 61. So he had daughters. Well, he had twins. Well, he had twins. Adult yes. twins? Uh, they were born, uh, they're probably in their 20s now. What I'm say. trying to say is who was who was standing that, who did the doctors tell it's time to let it go? And who made the decision? Was it like the, the twins? Maybe it was his was brothers. Was he married? It may have been brothers, did he have siblings. Brothers? I don't know. Let's okay. not say. All right. Was that very important? It, it is. Okay. It is because it's like, he, it's a troubled life. Yes, it is. It's now sick and it, do you let it go? Is letting it go an act of mercy or is it, there's got to be some money somewhere? So that's what I'm saying. That's the difference in who is standing around uh, answering the, the doctor's questions, making the decisions. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, thank you. All right, I'm I'm happy to help. Anyway, rest in peace. Rest easy, Tom Size. Yeah, you know, you deserve it, I guess, but uh, you got to learn how to treat people better. Well, I'm sure being a drug addict did not help. Of course it doesn't help, but, not, you know, I'm just saying. Let that be the lesson that the soul of Tom Sizemore took from this uh, human plane. Okay, thank you. I'll let you know when Tommy's back. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that just was. We now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for Today in History. Today in History on March 8th, 1970... On the, in the early morning hours of March 8th, the police conducted a ra raid of this bar called the Snake Pit, located at 213 West 10th Street in Greenwich Village. Sounds hot. They uh, busted the place because it was operating illegally after hours. All right. Of course, this was a gig bar. Okay. Uh, one, 167 people were taken into custody, including an Argentinian student named Diego Vinales, whose visa had expired. Uh-oh. So the police had explained that ID would not be checked and they would, they would not have to post bail. There was going to be an issue to summons for disorderly conduct. But either Vinales did not hear this or understand this. He was afraid of being deported for being a homosexual and not having a uh, current visa. So at the police station, he ran up a flight of stairs, uh -oh. jumped out a second floor window to the roof of an adjoining building, but he missed the roof and he landed on a spiked fence. Oh, impalement. No. Pierced by six spikes. Oh, Patrick, see, this is one of those stories you should keep shush shush. Well, the fire department was called. Oh! And the section of fence was cut out, and they took Vignales to St. Vincent's Hospital in critical condition, still attached to the fence. In fact, the doctors, when they were doing the medical procedure, asked the firemen to assist in removing the fence. Vignales was later charged with resisting arrest. But... 
news of this spread. So, first of all, no running in the police station. That's just, that's, you don't do that. Okay. Okay. He jumps out a window, lands on a spiked fence, impaled by six of the spikes, uh, fire department to come and do uh, pretty much welding work to get this guy out. Brought to the hospital where they still assist the doctors yeah. who, uh, I suppose, free him of these spikes yes. or free the spikes of him, as it were. Yes. And he lives. Yes, he does live. So that's a good part. Uh, well, well, maybe not because now... Well, now they're news charging this, him. Yes, they got charged with uh, resisting arrest. Resisting arrest after running away. Right. So, of course... People got up in arms, so tonight, the evening of March 8th, 200 people gathered in Sheridan Square to demonstrate against police repression of gay bars, saying nothing had changed in Stonewall, and they held a, they held a, a march down to St. Vincent's Hospital, held what they called a death vigil for the guy, because they didn't know if he was going to live at that point, he was in not, critical condition. you don't know. But because of that raid and what happened, it, it then galvanized interest in the upcoming first annual Christopher Street Liberation Day Parade. How many have there which been? Which was, we now know as the Pride Parade. Okay. But the first one was, this was, it was called the Christopher Street Liberation Day parade, and it has to so this actually galvanized interest more from the from the queer community in participating in that event. Okay, so hold on. In the snake pit, there's this uh, illegal South American kid who gets who gets brought to the police station. Yes, and it would have been chill, but he's like immigration, like green card, green card. He's got he's going to be deported, so he makes a run for it, and the impalement thing happens. Yes, and then they charge him. And why does he become a rallying cry for the gays? Because the activist point was. If you weren't harassing gay bars and you know and targeting gay bars and causing such fear among gay people, especially those who may not be out or whatever their circumstances are, shit like this wouldn't be happening. That someone would get be so scared so with that they that, would jump out of a window with that intent and and uh, need to. Uh, they go and they have this. They they lead a march. They lead up. Uh, yeah, they basically they had a I guess a little rally in, uh, in a Sheridan Square to the hospital, St. Vincent's Hospital. Okay, and then they had a vigil out there. Did he die? No, he lived. Okay, so what did they do when he didn't die? Uh, I don't know. I think they probably there was probably more participation then in the gay activist group at that time. There were at that time there were two of them. There was the gay, okay. there was the gay liberation front, and there was a splinter group called the Gay Activist Alliance. Okay, you gotta watch those splinter groups because sometimes they got good stuff, but I don't know. But yeah, so that's a little known fact of queer history that many people don't know about. Yeah, and I. I, I'm, I'm, it made the front page of the Daily News. Well, yeah. and you know what it takes to make it to the front page of the Daily News. <laughs> well, they had a photograph of him on the ground. Okay. Yeah. I'll see if maybe if I can find that. I'll post it on the bonus material. Yeah, that'd be nice because you know how. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. I'm interested in gay history and South American men. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you please tell me? Yes, it's time for What Day Is It? All right, it is International Women's Day. It certainly is. Okay. Happy International Women's Day, women. We love you. We love the women. Yes, we do. Oh, my God, the women. Let the women take over. Please. Right. If you don't mind, would you do this for us? Because Please uh, take over. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just stupid. It's just stupid that we need it. It's just stupid that it has to be a thing at all. But men have been in charge for thousands of years, and look where we are. I don't even know. I, it's not about being in charge, unless you say it. But, and then, yeah. But it's just so, it's just, I don't know. It's just shamelessly, ridiculously misogynist. I, uh, yes. Yes, it is. You know, it's ridiculous. Uh, women have proven themselves over and over and over again. They shouldn't have to prove as themselves. As individuals you know? and as a gender and as a whatever, uh, women don't have anything to prove. And uh, why do we need this day? It's a shame we need this day, but here we are. Here we are. We need this day. Yep. Well, besides being International Women's Day, it is also... National Proofreading Day. Interesting. Are you a good proofreader, Thomas? I am uh, currently studying or something uh, 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 that requires proofreading. Yes, court stenography. Uh, proofreading, yeah, proofreading is tough. Pro proofreading is, you know, the rules are very strict. Yep. Um, and then they're not, because sometimes you could and sometimes you couldn't. And yeah. some people like it some way and some people like it another way. And it depends on, okay, so, but as a ge generalized thing, there are symbols to indicate what sort of... There's a whole thing about, oh, yeah. about proofreading. Uh, I mean, I'll proofread something like two or three times before I finally like send something out or give give a document in or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's important. There are people who make a living at doing it. Yeah, yes, they do. So, uh, yeah, it's a thing. Yes, it is. Proofreaders. So, happy National Proofreading Day. I wonder what the crossover is. For what? Proofreading and women. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are are women are women do women dominate in that? In our field, field, I do not know. That's a good question. Yeah. Because then we'll have an International Women's Proofreaders Day. Okay. <laughs> How many days are we going to give up? Like, I'm just, you know, it's just an interesting sociological sort of uh, maybe uh, cis white male uh, tainted view of the world. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay, I think I'll move on to our next segment now. Where Might as well, because I ain't apologizing for nothing. Oh, we know that. Go ahead. We'll now go take a look into my briefs. And today I figured, since transgenders seem to be in the news quite a lot lately, I would take a look at the current state of transgender rights in the United States. Okay. Now, currently, in this year alone... Yeah, set up a good weekend there. Yeah, Patrick. right? Well, no, there's good and bad to this. The bad part is, in this year alone... We're only three months into this year. Over 350 anti-transgender bills have been introduced as of mid-February of this year throughout the United States. That's right. That's what the electric said. That's over... In 2022, there were only 200 such bills proposed, and we're already at 350, mm -hmm. and it's only March. Now, that, that's not... There's lots of good things also about transgender rights. Number one, the Supreme Court ruled in 2020 that federal protections against sex discrimination in employment extend to transgender employees. Okay. So okay. they can't be discriminated against under federal law. Okay. But not all state laws no, no, no. give that protection That's to transgender people. That's the thing people, people. don't know. Mm -hmm. There's different laws for different, what you call... Uh, yes, what, yeah, whatever yeah. you were going to say. Jurisdictions. Yes. But of course, trans people can marry who they want under the Oberge, uh, the Oberge of, or I never can pronounce it right, Obergefell decision by the Supreme Court, which recognized same-sex marriage. Okay. So they're able to do that. The Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Hate Crimes Act of 2009 added crimes motivated by uh, a person's gender identity was added to the federal edition of, of a hate crime. Can I just say? Yes. 
I don't want to discuss it. Okay. 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 But I encourage everybody. Yes. To research to Google to go look at who James Bird. Yes. Was. Yes. Because he was another victim. That, that I. What did I just say? I don't. It is too upsetting and disturbing to discuss. Yes. Okay. I encourage everybody to go read it by themselves, for themselves, in their own time. I need you to know you should be prepared. Yes, it's not it a pleasant a, story. It is an unbelievably horrific tale that everybody needs to know. Moving on. Moving on. As to birth certificates. So bad that the the federal law uh, making it a crime, a hate crime, yes. is, is he shares the name of the law. The name of the bill is the uh, Matthew Shepard and James King law. James Bird. James Bird. Hate crime. Hate crime. Okay. Yeah. So that's how bad. And you know how I feel about my Matt. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Now, as to birth certificates, most states permit the name and sex to be changed, either by amending the existing birth certificate or issuing a new one. But some states do require medical proof of sex reassignment surgery. States that no longer require such proof include New York, Nevada, Colorado, and Virginia. No surprise that Tennessee and Oklahoma and Minnesota do not allow sex changes on their certificates. But all states allow the gender marker to be changed on a driver's license, although the requirements vary from state to state. But jurisdictions offer a third gender marker on driver's license include Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, D.C., Hawaii, Massachusetts, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Utah, Virginia, Vermont, and Washington. Couldn't you just say most states... <laughs> Well, I wanted to say them all. You did a good job. I mean, Thank you. You didn't stumble. Also, since April of last year, any individual who is a valid U.S. Pass passport holder can leave, legally have uh, the third gender option listed and recognized legally. And also, as of 2021, the U.S. government recognizes the third gender option on passports or other national identity documents of Americans, such as Native Americans, who recognize two-spirit people in their culture, Hawaiians, and American Samoan culture. Yeah. But there are, of course, laws that are now banning transgender health care and according to some these laws could be could fit the definition of genocide okay that basically by denying transgender health care you're causing serious or mental harm to members of a group deliberately calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Okay. According to a study published by the UCLA uh, Williams Institute, trans people are the victim of violent crimes at over four times the rate of cisgendered people. They found that from 2017 to 2018, trans people experienced violent uh, crimes at a rate of 86.2 per 1,000 people, compared to 21.7 per 1,000 people for cis people. I, I hate the word cis. Why? Because I, I don't know what it means. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who decided. I don't know anything about this word. Okay. Okay? And suddenly it's my identity. Okay? So I, I want to throw that out there. I don't know where this word comes And I'm not asking, don't tell me. I'll look it up for our next episode. I don't know where this word comes from. I don't know what it means. I don't know who created it. I don't know why it has to matter. But here I am. So I, this is where I approach this whole stuff. People should be able to live their lives free of other people who want to know about anything about their personal business. Of course. What's in their pants, what they do with it, who they do it with, what they alter it to, what they... Well, shut up, mind your business. That's personal, okay? That's... I believe in all of that and everybody should... 
but I don't want to know. I want to know where, when my identity changes or when I become identified as something that I'm not aware of. I'm not sure I understand that last part. I don't like the word cis. Okay. I don't like it. I don't know where it comes from. I don't understand it. I don't know who applied it to me, but there it is. Well, for our next episode, I'll make sure I'll find out how it came about. Now, you see the reaction you're getting from me? Weigh that. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Twenty stu- only twenty-two states have laws that protect transgender people uh, in housing. Nineteen U.S. states ban transgender people from sports in various capacities. It's just, it's just. And of course, transgender people are allowed to serve in the U.S. military since 2021. All right, so so there's come die for us. There are some good legal advances for transgender people, but there's also a lot of bad. And we're going to get into more of that later on. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I'm sure you can't. Oh, I may need more tea. Oh, no, not that. No more tea. Well, that sound must mean it's time for the Week in Fascism. Well, this past week, there was a little conservative conference held called CPAC. CPAC. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I've heard of it. Yeah, CPAC. Usually it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Lots of people. Yep. Big venues. Well, it wasn't all that big because there was some controversy concerning the head of the organization had some sexual peccadilloes arise on the news concerning him. I didn't know about this. Yes, I, I don't remember. I don't remember all the details of it. Do you it. know his name? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, Schla- I think it's Schlapp. Matt Schlapp or something like that. Matt Schlapp? I think Those that's it. Those are parents who should be Schlapped. <laughs> I could be wrong about the first name. Anyway, there was this conference, and among the big topics was, guess what? Transgender people. That's what they got. These poor people are being targeted because there's nothing that they can else to hold on to except for go on. So then you had former advisor to President Trump, Sebastian Gorka. Also, he's also a alleged member of a neo-Nazi Hungarian group. I do love his name, though. Seba- what, Sebastian Gorka? Yeah. He sounds like a James Bond villain. It could be Sebastian anybody. <laughs> well, I'm not anybody. Well, anyway, on his speech, he warned the crowd that Democrats are mutilating boys and girls and sacrificing them on the altar of their transgender insanity. Where's the altar? Because my transgender insanity could use to worship at something. <laughs> so if you could tell me where this altar is, I may do a pilgrimage. I guess you'll have to ask Mr. Gorka. Okay. And then, of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene announced that she introduced a bill called the Protect Children's Innocent Act that would criminally prohibit... Hold on. Did she mean innocence? Yes, innocence. That's what it's called, Protect innocence. Children's Innocence Act. Okay. That's the name of it. Your New York made you uh, mangle that. Oh, I apologize. I'm just saying, I just... Fuck you, go. But the Protect Children's Innocence Act would criminally prohibit transgender Americans under 18 years old from receiving crucial health services, i.e. gender-affirming medical care. Now... Okay. And then lastly, there was a man named Michael Knowles, who is a host of the Michael Knowles Show on the Daily Wire. And he had this to say about transgender people. Your voice went up. It did? Yeah. And it had this to say, which kind of makes <laughs> me think that it's going to be pretty bad. Oh, it is. The problem with transgenderism not is not that it's inappropriate for children under the age of nine. The problem with transgenderism is that it isn't true. If transgenderism is false, then for the good of society, 
Transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. When later questioned about this, as to whether he was talking about killing transgender people, he said that he's, he never specifically mentioned killing people because his goal could theoret theoretically be achieved by simply forcing everyone who identifies as trans to live as their birth assigned gender. Okay, so... Because I don't know how you could have a genocide of transgender people because... Genocide refers to genes. So I guess anything short... So I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> you know? Which that, that would exclude there's too people who died in the Holocaust if he was going by genes. That, there's too much in there for me to even grab onto something. Like, you'd have to go back and break it down. That, well, whole, that whole... Well, the bottom line is he's saying that transgenderism should be eradicated. Now, you hear language like that, what does that make you think of? Exactly what you want me to make you think of. But, of course, he's saying that's not what he meant. He wasn't talking about genocide. It's too easy to say that. Of course it is too easy to say that, but that's, that's exactly what he's implying. That's exactly what he's saying, you know? So what do we do? What's the action? Who do we call? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Ugh. But in the meantime, also, a former president showed up at CPAC. Oh, yeah. How'd the name of Donald Trump. How'd it go? Well, he had a speech. He went off for like 100 minutes or so. That's it? Yep. And among the things he said was, In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I love that. I think that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. That is scary fucking talk. Yeah, it's scary as shit. Right? If he gets voted in, there's nothing we can do about it. That's who we are. Um, yeah. We're going to be dead soon. Just don't don't worry say about that. It. <laughs> don't worry about it. Jesus. Think it ain't that what are you worried about? Why wouldn't I be worried? Are you kidding me? I just told you. By the time, say, the worst thing happens, he becomes president, and the future is exactly what is predicted it would be, the fascism, and the, and all of that is true, and, and it becomes 1984. By the time that takes hold and really matters, you're going to be dead. Yes. So who cares? Who cares? It's not really the right attitude. I don't care. You got to think about the here and now, too. No, I don't. The, the here and now is fine. And you got to build for the future. But if more people want a different future... Yes. ...and arrange it that way, then that's the way it is. But people are afraid that it may take a, a civil war for that to happen in this country. Or divorce. Are we going to call it a divorce? <laughs> well, that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene called it, a natural divorce. Yeah. But we're talking about a civil war. I have been clear about this. And that's what people are afraid of happening. I don't encourage a civil war, but clearly there are two different countries here. That's what it seems to be turning into, right? So what are we going to do about it? I don't know. I don't either. And you know what, Patrick? We're going to be dead soon. I'm not planning on going anywhere soon. As, I'm talking about as governments change and societies change and things move on at that sort of glacial, social, generational scale. You're going to be dead soon. Well, in the meantime, while I am still alive. Okay, go ahead. We now move on to our next topic, which is turn your head and cough. <coughs> What are you choking on a chicken bone there? No, a little bit of donut. <coughs> a little bit? A little Jesus, bit. sounds like the whole damn thing went down. Just a tickle. Oh my god. Well, I guess we I figured we would talk about Walgreens. Can I say Walgreens? Yes. Is still a thing. No kidding. Okay, so I didn't know this. Okay. I thought that Walgreens had gone the way of Eckerd and No, no, no. No, okay. 
There's a Walgreens not too far from here. So what happens is I, I'm in Babylon. I go to the Rite Aid, Babylon. I'm in the Rite Aid in Babylon. And I'm going through. It's right there on your whatever. Anyway, and, and uh, I'm looking for whatever I'm looking for. And I notice they have a Walgreens product. Right God must have fucking bought out Walgreens. And like, so this is like okay. the stock. You know what I mean? Like probably the same owners. It's yeah. a fucking Walgreens. Oh, okay. It's actually a Walgreens. I got the receipt. It says Walgreens. I go outside. I turn around. I look up and bright red letters, Walgreens. So what made you think it was a Rite Aid? Uh, because, right, I didn't think that Walgreens still existed. And the big red sign registered Rite Aid to me. Because I, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't reading. I wasn't proofreading. Okay? Obviously not. I was just going to the drugstore. To pick up what I knew a drugstore would have. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And I thought it was one place and it wasn't. It was the other. And I thought the other place doesn't exist anymore, but it does. So go ahead with your story about... Oh, that was really a banal story. It's just <laughs> a look into the darkness. Well, anyway, Walgreens announced that it would not be selling abortion medication in 20 states after being threatened with lawsuits from those states' attorneys general. Okay. Don't you think that's kind of ridiculous? Yeah. That a corporation is being threatened threatened with litigation by government attorneys for selling a lawful product. Will sell, will CVS sell it? As of now, I think they're probably intending on issuing the same threat to them as well. Maybe. So far, CVS is doing business as usual. Okay. That's a, that's a, um, shit, what's it called? I can't think. Government I mean, coercion? Maybe I'm having a sugar high. <laughs> I don't know what you're having. No, that's a free market economy thing. You think that's a free market economy thing? If the government is going to... The coerce government is coercing you into not selling a lawful product. And now... And threatening you with lawsuits if you sell that product. That's not... That's not capitalism. Bring it. That's not the way of the market. If the company decides... Never mind. I mean, that's government coercion. They say that all things EPA is government coercion. What does that mean? Regulation is government coercion. Well, there's regulations, but this is not a regulation. This is 20 <clears throat> attorneys general sending a letter to Walgreens saying that if you sell these medications in our states, we're going to be pursuing civil litigation against you. Fine. And now what Walgreens does what? Walg so what Walgreens announces we're not going to be selling those medications in those states. What are Walgreens' options? What could Walgreens do? After getting that letter, what can Walgreens and the attorneys that represent Walgreens do? What are their options? They Legally. can sell them, and then they have to defend all these lawsuits from all these states' attorneys general. Okay, sell them and defend the lawsuits anyway, and so long as the... It's legal to sell them in these 20 states. Walgreens isn't breaking any laws. So why would Walgreens not continue to sell and face the lawsuits? You know what I'm saying? Because it's not going to be too expensive for Walgreens to defend, to defend the same case over and over. You, know, it, you don't know that. Well, I don't, of course I don't know that. Please, saying, have you seen it, some of these attorney's fees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And can you imagine being sued by 20 states? How many years of litigation that might take? That's right, and I think and that, how much money that would cost. Uh, I think Walgreens uh, should do it. 
And I think CVS will do it. Do what? Keep selling. Well, whatever. Well, what, so far CVS is, but Walgreens is not in East Walgreens States. is not. CVS is. And bet your ass CVS got those same letters. And so did Walmart or whoever supplies drugs in that jurisdiction. I didn't struggle over that word this time, you see. Jurisdiction. Uh, they're going to keep selling it. Or they're not. But they all got the letter from the from and Walgreens Kate. Yeah. Is the letter dis- disgusting? Is it atrocious? Should it be? Yes. Absolutely yes. Absolutely. Horrible. Everything about it. Who do you think you are? You're going to do this. Exactly. This none of your business. Get your fingers out of my uterus. That was gross. That was, I meant, fingers was bad. Fingers was bad. It's okay. I was on a roll. It's okay. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Keep yourself out of my uterus. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, so that's... That's it for turning your head and cough today. I think that was enough. That was plenty. Right? Jesus, we ended up talking about uteruses. Or is it uteri? U- mm. Uterum? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the plural uterus is. Uteruses. Is. is it uteruses or uteri? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to look that up later. And I'll fuck that will be the first thing we look up. <laughs> we now move on to our next segment. We're watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. Yes, it's I'm time a, for we like to watch. I'm going to throw my head into u- <coughs> one vote for uterum. 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 I, yeah, as the floor. Yeah, Chris Rock. Come on. Yes, Chris Rock. I was going to ask you who else watched that. anything else. That was, that was a good show. It was awesome. That it was, was a good it show. Was, it, was, uh, it wasn't perfect? No, it wasn't great. I mean, there were some parts were a little slow and draggy, I thought. It, you know, uh, I, it was a triumph. Yeah. I mean, the whole... Look, Everyone was waiting for the whole last 10 minutes when he talked right. about the slap. I thought most of what he talked about before that was funny, too. I do, too. He, talk, he really he covered offended, a lot of good topics. He offended everybody. Oh, yes. And rightfully so. It's what a comedian should do. Straight out, he offended. There was, there was no single target. I mean, rapper st- rappers were hit more than once. But, the uh, you know, he went down on, on, on white people with... Who are you going to leave it to? What do you, like, the whole the whole thing with, you're afraid, we're not coming for your job. We're not getting, that whole thing with the white man and their anger and their fear of being misplaced. Yes. Was hysterical. <laughs> and even the audience, and a couple times, the audiences were like, ah, ah Chris, like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's sure. They, you know, and that audience wanted to be there. Oh yeah, and they were definitely, having a ball. Definitely, it was it was a good night for Chris Rock. Oh yeah, oh without a doubt, that was a triumph yeah. for him. Are you kidding me? Yeah, a lot. I mean, of- he waited basically a year to prepare all this material for this moment. You know. Yep. And it was uh, it was a well done special. And congratulations, Netflix. Yeah, their first live. Event, live streaming live event, event you know ever, and it was this yeah what a great I, way to I start will, i will say that the half hour lead-in show and the half waste of time show waste of time waste of time completely didn't need them didn't need them at all uh give me an hour before and show me chris rock's last special yeah or but me- i don't need to see comedians analyzing the special after the show uh, especially before the show yeah, anticipate. Yeah, yeah. I missed. I actually missed the, the, that part, the pre-show. Uh, just you know, uh, let let the guy do his gig. And, yeah, and then if you want to do the half hour afterwards, but let's be honest, it's a stand-up comic. What are we talking about? Yeah, this wasn't the second coming. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, he got back. He got back big. He got yeah, back. He really did. No, I thought it was a good show. I thought, you know. And good for him. Yeah. He deserved that. Definitely. Night. Most definitely. I always thought he was a good comedian. It you know? still hurts. 
I have never seen a mic drop like that. I can't wait to find the gifts for the for that mic drop at yeah, the end. Of, right. And the last joke was killer. You don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> killer. Yeah, it was. That was definitely worth yeah, the I watch. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that a lot. Good. So what else did you watch? Chris Rock. Um, I watched something like, oh, oh, God, this hurts. History of the World Part 2. Oh, no. You watched it? I had this irrational love for From History who? of the World Part 1. I've seen it. It's not that good of a movie. It's not one of Mel Brooks' best movies. That's true. There's a lot of corny material in it and stuff. Also There's true. some also very funny parts of it, like the whole Inqu the whole Inquisition number is great. Yes. The Jews in space at the end. Yes. Madeline there are some Khan, very funny parts. Madeline Kahn and everything. Yes, they, they tried to weave a through story, uh, through story, yeah. through it, and to whatever level of success it landed, whatever. But I have this irrational love for that movie. Okay. I, okay, I, um, it's a hit and miss movie. It because it, it's it's one of my most quotable social references ever. Okay, so I really wanted to love History of the World Part Two, and to be fair, okay. I watched only the first episode, and I was kind of tired when I was watching it. Okay. So I, I woke up a couple of times during it. Oh, no. Yeah. So, but I want to... So this is not really a fair review. I want to uh, <laughs> give it, like, a fair shot. I want to, like, be awake and go at it and really be psyched about it. Okay. But uh, I... Not, not impressive? I, I I I didn't love it. I did not love it. Uh, it, it, it seemed like trying too hard. I, uh, combined with updating ancient stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, you mean. I don't think he wrote it. No, I think basically that he just lent his name to it. He's an executive producer, right? You know, he's let me make this last bucks, couple you know? hundred mil. But I, yeah, other people I think are writing and directing and producing it. I'm glad because I would hate to think that he did that after doing. So many other great films and productions. History of the World Part One. Everybody, the, you know, the whole joke was always, everybody always wanted, everybody who liked that movie was always waiting. It was like waiting for the second coming. You wanted that movie. Yeah. When is Part Two coming? I don't know that he ever intended a Part Two. I think he put Part One there because it was a funny he's title, fucking you know? Mel Brooks. Right, you know, exactly. What the fuck he can do what doing? he wants. Yeah. But so, he can be hit and miss sometimes. I mean, even on Broadway, the producers, big freaking hit. Hilarious. Great show. Hilarious. Young Frankenstein, not so much. <laughs> it was a little, you know what it was? It was piling on. It was too much. Too much of the shit that worked. Because I saw a local production of it. It was nothing against the production qualities. The production qualities were good. It's the show itself. It's like, we have to have a musical number for every single thing that happens yes. in the show. Because. And it was too much. Yeah. It really was. So it sounds like this was a miss. Uh, for me, it was. But show. it wasn't Mel Brooks. I don't count it as Mel Brooks. Yeah, you can't. He just basically lent his name to it. In which like, case, yeah, so there's that. Fair enough. Anything else? No, two things. Two things. Uh, I watched two things also. I watched this series called Red Rose on Netflix. New Never series. heard of that. It's a young people show about these kids in high school or whatever. And one of them downloads this app 
called Red Rose onto their phone. And eventually this app supposedly drives this person to suicide. So this girl who's a friend of hers starts to investigate it and gets involved in the whole mystery of this app and everything. It was really good actually. It was only it was about eight episodes, eight or ten episodes. And it was really interesting. It was a good mystery. It really was. It was a good mystery. So I recommend that definitely. And then we're probably a little behind everyone else on this. We started watching that HBO series, The Last of Us. Never heard of it. No? No, wait. The Last of Us? Yes. I think I have heard of it. It's this end of the world show where the world is being basically taken over by fungus and people are being infested by of fungus that are taking over their, their yeah, bodies. There's no part of that description that appeals to me. None. <laughs> well, it takes place, the show takes place 20 years after it initially hits. Yeah, still none. And they find this young girl who was apparently immune to the infection. So they have this man transport her across the United States to a medical facility where they may be able to develop a vaccine. Uh, good for that. Really good show. Really well done. They have we just we, we just watched the third episode of it, which everyone was talking about because it was the gay episode. Okay. And it was basically about this gay survivalist who manages to hide out when his whole town is evacuated and he manages to stay behind because he has his whole bunker under his house he hid under there so once everyone leaves he basically builds his own little fortress area and eventually he comes across this other man who he takes in shelters and it turns out he's gay also uh oh and they have this 20-year relationship that oh. is traced then through, the sh through this one-hour show. Okay. It was, uh, the couple's played by Nick Offerman, the husband of Megan Mullally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Murray Bartlett, who was on The White Lotus. Don't know it. Oh, you didn't see the White Lotus? Never. Oh, we have not time. I know, I know, I know. But he's, he's he, he plays the other half. Really, really good. Good episode. It was it was a sad ending, of course. But well, was, one of them has to die. Well, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Care, I'm not going to watch it. But it's a good show. I definitely recommend this show, without a doubt. What's it called? The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Yep, on HBO. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it for what, what I watched this week. So shall we move on to our next segment then? No, let's just sit and look at this. So stupid. You want to linger? No, let's linger. I want to move on to stupid people. Stupid people. Okay. And I, I got a good one this time. The Disney Company. Uh-oh. There's a lot of people. Do you know the song Zippity Doodah? Zippity A. Wonderful feeling coming my way. How do you know that song? I know that song probably because it was taught to me in elementary school. It was, we didn't have videos and shit back then. So we didn't watch the things over. If Zippity Doodah came in, it was part of a Disney cartoon. Mm -hmm. And that's your best recollection of it, right? Um, I can't remember who sang it. Okay. Do you remember Was it what a bird? Do you remember what cartoon or f animated film it came from? I want to think of something. I want to think of something Caribbean. Okay. And so, therefore, probably highly offensive by today's standards? Well, in a way, you kind of prove the point I want to bring up with this. Disneyland uh, has a twice daily parade called the Magic Happens Parade. And they just reopened it after th for three years because of the pandemic. And they just started it. Don't they have a parade every night? I don't know. I haven't been to Disney World in 30 or 40 years. A so. lot of parading going on down there. 
But anyway, I guess in this Magic Happens parade, they perform a medley of Disney-related songs. And I guess they had part of zippity doo as part of this. Okay. Well, Disney removed it. From the parade? Yep. Well, from, okay, from the, like, From this twice daily parade. Yes, from this medley that they played during the parade. Okay. Do you know why they removed it? I, I don't know why anybody would remove it. Because it originated from the film Song of the South from 1946. Okay. Are you familiar with the film? The film Song of the South, the story of an ex-slave, and it has all these animated characters in it. It's considered a fairly racially stereotypical film. Okay. Disney. Made by Disney. Yes. And made this by Disney. Song, this song came out of it? Yes. In 1940? In 1946. 46. It actually won the 1947 Oscar for Best Song. It was right. written by Ali Rubel and Ray Gilbert. It was the second Disney song to win this award after When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. When you wish upon... I don't like Pinocchio. That whole story is creepy. And the actor, the actor James Basket, who played Uncle Remus and sang the song, he was given an honorary Academy Award in 1948 for his performance. Okay. He was the first African-American male actor to receive an Academy Award, and he was the last one to receive it for a single performance. Okay, good for him. And the song in 2004, it landed at number 47 in the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Songs list of the top songs in American film. Yeah, it's like part of the ether. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. People sing it to their babies. It's not... And according to Disney historian, this guy named Jim Corcus, he said the word zippity doo was reportedly invented by Walt Disney, who was fond of using nonsense words in songs like bibbidi-bobbidi-boo from Cinderella. It was his company. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious okay. from Mary Poppins. This is an interesting factoid with a little bit of proof that I never knew. Yeah. And I also... how many, like, others. The song has been recorded by a number of artists, including Johnny Mercer, Sammy K. Louis Armstrong, the Dave Clark Five, and the Jackson Five. Okay. I, I would think that probably the Louis Armstrong version is my reference point. Okay. it's To me, it's in that voice. Right. It's not Jackson Five, although I could see them doing it. But I'm assuming today most people, especially young people, do not know that the song originated from this film, Song of the South. Okay. You know? But the song itself... To me, by removing this song, you're now bringing attention to the existence of that movie now. Well, let me ask you a question. In context. Yes. What does the song do? I'll show you. I have the clip of it available. Yes, sir, honey. And I want you to learn how it to pay It on one of them zippity-doo-dah days. Now, that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity my oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine hit my way. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactory. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. 
Uh, That's the context of the song. All right. And it goes into walking through outside. The birds are flying. Animated birds and beautiful pictures. I'll post this on the bonus material. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that fence. (laughs) I don't like that fence. I don't like that fence. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell the artist. Okay. (laughs) It's triggering. (laughs) And if. You were going to do something like that without telling me ahead of time. That you were going to have a fence in the video. That right. That, that's, that This may contain triggering material. Yes. That fence triggers me. I just think Disney is just going overboard. I don't know if you heard about their ride Splash Mountain. It had figures from Song of the South featured on the ride. Okay. They have now or are now being So they're removed. getting rid of they're getting rid of all they want to get rid of, rid of all references to, to Song, Song of, of the, the South. South. Because it was including this song. Why? Because it's considered a racist film. Uh because it why is it considered a racist film? I don't. I have never seen the entire film, so I okay. do not know. My question is probably because it's portrayal of a former slave, and at one point I think he says, "Oh, things were back better in the old days." Okay, you know, uh, that okay. yeah, I can see that being considered a little racist. You know, yeah, they're, they're yes, yes. I don't think that we, we should forget that those race racist things existed or exist. I do think that this song, in the context of the way it's used in the movie, is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. A guy having a good day, and it's sunny out, and it's nice out, and things is okay right now. They even reprise the song later on with three kids singing it who are playing out in the fields or whatever, and they're singing it. So in the context, it, it can't, that's what the song... It, do you, do you know that... What's that song for Pinocchio you just said? When You Wish Upon a Star. I had no idea that song was for Pinocchio. No, oh, really? I had no fucking idea that... I don't like Pinocchio. It creeps me out. That's the first thing. So I may never have gotten to that song. Okay. In the story. Well, I just don't remember. But I don't remember that song and do not connect it to Pinocchio at all. Okay. When you wish upon a star. Well, it's the same thing here. I'm betting most people would not connect Zippity-Doo-Dah with Song of the South anymore. If the reason that they're doing it is because it's of its association with the movie. Yep, that's exactly why. Then it's it's a silly, it's it's an overreaction. Yes. Overreaction completely. It is. The song could stand by itself. Yeah, exactly. And it means what it means. It, it, it's not like the song is a happy-sounding song, but it's about slaves being beaten for not... You know what I mean? It's a guy having a walk in the park, having a good day. I never knew it came from a particular movie until I saw it in the news, you know? Well, because you are a cultural heretic. <laughs> I guess so. I just don't know a big Disney follower. But yeah, so to the Disney company, all we can say is... I think this is I think this is mislabeled. I don't think this is stupid. I think it is. I mean it's stupid. (laughs) You know, it's stupid, but it's not gonna cost them anything. Nobody's gonna notice. And so what? I know. It's just right now they got bigger plans. They gotta move themselves to San Juan. I know, I keep hoping that back in my mind they're gonna say, fuck Ron DeSantis. No. Let's pull up roots and move out. There is no reason (laughs) for Disney not to move to, to, to Puerto Rico. Watch how fast Puerto Rico become a state. Right? You watch. Yeah. How fast Puerto Rico become. It's easy to get to. Yep. They'll give you anything you want. (laughs) Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is the answer. Disney. Are you listening, Disney? It's not original to me. I heard somebody else say. Oh, okay. Okay. 
But uh, it's a it's good a great idea. idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> Go to Puerto Rico. Right? Fuck, fuck Florida. Yeah. Because you know what? Ron DeSantis is a dick, but Ron DeSantis doesn't exist in a vacuum. He no, represents he people who voted for him. He won by a landslide this past election. That should say it all. That's who know? those people are. Yep. Yes, they are. Anyway, Julie Andrews, take us away. Raindrops on roses. Whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Yes, it's time for five faves. Oh. And you're still uh, orgasming over Julie. It's just like butter. It's like cream. It's like velvet. It's like silk. It's like smooth. 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 <laughs> oh, smooth. Everything about it. Anyway, for today, five faves, we decided, or I decided, to delve into our past. And I said to name our five favorite dance clubs or nightclubs that we've been to. Okay. So what's number one on your list? This was this was easy. Okay. I think this would be an easy category. And not for that you. it was easy. Yeah, there's a lot of choices. Okay, yes, there are, but there was some I'm of that a, were particular I'm a, favorites. I'm a I'm a, I'm a tee off with um uh, the Palladium. That was a that was a sports reference. Okay. I'm a tee off. Ah, I think it's I, I think it's volleyball. I don't think I've ever been to the Palladium. When you tee off. Okay. Oh, the Palladium. The Palladium was awesome. The Palladium was my favorite. That was in Manhattan, club. right? Yeah, that was my favorite dance. Club, really? Was the Palladium? Yes. Cool. So what's yours? My number. My, I'm going to go in the order in which I attended them. I think that's probably the easiest way for well, me. Well, you do you. So the first one I would say would have to be Malibu. Oh my god, Malibu nightclub in Lido Beach, I guess it is, or you Long Beach. So bougie. <laughs> I never went to the Malibu. You never went to I Malibu. Never, no, I never went. We used to go there, especially when it was our birthday, because you and ten of your friends would get in for free. Oh my god, that get a was... bottle of cheap champagne. Right, right, right. And then you just we went there and danced all night long. Great that place was a to go marketing stroke of genius. Of course it was. Those invitations were everywhere. Yep. WLIR would host the nights down there yeah. too. Yeah. Great. Yeah, state, my favorite station. Malibu. Right? Yeah, I love Malibu. Yeah, it's um very it was very straight to me. Oh, God, very, very straight. Yeah. Yeah. It is very strange. And at that time, that was... It's down in Leo Beach. That area is so... That wasn't appealing to me at the time. You'll okay. know my next choice. Okay, well, you'll hear my choices and you'll see a pattern developing. Okay. So what's number two for you? It would be the limelight. Ah, the limelight. Great yeah. choice. Just architecturally, and of course the music was great and the people were interesting and the drinks were overly priced, but what was cool about that place is, is its history. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a former church. And they changed nothing about the structure of the building. Exactly. It remained a church yep and it, and it was a great club yeah it was a really good club I liked that the, the music was always fucking I never left that club I wasn't exhausted and wheezing yes okay so yeah cool good limelight. choice I'm gonna go limelight all right limelight good choice my next choice is spit in Levittown for those of you who don't know there was a big club there called Uncle Sam's Uncle right Sam's on Hempstead Turnpike also very sweet. huge club but on Wednesday nights Uncle Sam's became spit and they would play punk and mostly new wave music and stuff okay. I remember the first time I went there was with my friend Jennifer Greenberg we were out with a bunch of friends of us at some wine and cheese place in far like in Beth Page or whatever because if you're going to do wine and cheese Beth Page Beth is Page's the place the place to go yeah and she and I were like, we're so bored with this. And she's like, let's go to Spit. We drove. They were like, oh my God, 
this is great. Okay. So we would go there all the time then. Oh my God, went there th- all through college. All music. Great time. Yep. A lot of Hempstead Turnpike. Yep, a lot of dancing. And then I think they even expanded it to like Friday or Saturday nights too because it became so popular. Well, at that time, my third choice and then probably my fourth choice, the dancing show, the all. The alt music clubs, those punk yes. rock clubs, became much more popular. Oh God, yes, the eighties. Went from that discotheque to that sort of uh, into uh, this more punk new age dance cheerio. New wave, not new age. New wave, <laughs> new age dance cheerio to me was sort of that transitional thing where they yes. played more of that. Uh, newer that was right on the cusp of exactly, of and that, that's that's my third choice. Good choice, very good choice. Yeah, number three. Huh? Yeah, I did nightclubs good, but I didn't do straight nightclubs. See, I did both. I I, I did. You both. wouldn't, as you'll hear in my development. You would not have <laughs> caught me dead in in Malibu. See, I can I can spit. There were lots of gay people. Yeah, spit, yeah. I would go. I would have gone to spit. What number are we up to? Uh, we're on number three. You just named your number three. Okay, so wait, hold on. If that was my number three, all right, so then I'll go with my number four. Which... Well, I haven't given my number three yet. Oh, well, hurry up. You haven't given me a chance. Stop talking. This is an easy topic. My number three is Spies. Spies. The Elvis of dance clubs, It was as it was advertised. I'm sorry, say that again? Spies. The Elvis of dance clubs. Elvis. Yes. A direct reference to Elvis Presley? Yes, that's how they advertised it. The that's Elvis like... of dance clubs. The King of Beers? <laughs> I guess. So yes. Okay, but it was this great club. Where on, was it on Route One Ten? I basically started going there when I was in law school. I would leave law school late at night for if it was a party or if I was in the library or whatever. And the way home, I'm like, I'm gonna go to spies. Especially, I was still in the closet then, so I was picking up guys in the club. Of there course, too. you get jerked off under the bar. Well, no, not quite. But I do have an amusing anecdote because one guy I picked up there, we ended up going into my car out in the parking lot, and before you know it, we we're both naked in my car in the parking lot. And then all of a sudden, thank God I had the keys and the ignition still, because I had the radio on. But all of a sudden, we hear a knock on the window, and there are these two young guys out there saying, "Throw your clothes out, throw your wallet out," and the other guy's looking. I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, roll up your window. He's like, what? I'm like, roll up your window. And I turn the ignition on, through the car, reverse, peeled out of there, went wheeling down Route 110, pulled off on side, some side street, and then the guy and I finished. <laughs> because, yeah. Because that's what you did. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, this is not the spot. Hold on. Right? All right, let's try here. But Spies, what a great club. Okay. Fantastic music there. Oh, I saw a lot of great concerts there, actually, too. Uh-huh. Excellent club. I Yeah, I miss that club a lot. It's it's still a... The space is still a bar now, but nothing like that. Nothing's otherwise. the same. Nothing's the same. Nothing's the same. Everything sucks all the time. Yep. So what's number four for you? All right, so I wanted to keep a, th- a thing going with the New Age clubs, the New okay. Age dance clubs, but uh, you ruined it. So I'm going <laughs> I'm to come back to that one as my number five. My number four is going to be the lining. The lining, the silver lining. That was, my, that was my first, like, gay bar, gay bar. Okay, fair enough. It came before everybody else, and it lasted after everybody else. Had a great dance floor. Uh, and a great dance floor. They, did great, they had great shows there. Yeah. They had good DJs. The bar was nice. The bartenders were nice. The pool table was nice. I like that bar. I, I had a lot of fun in that bar. Cool. Yeah, good place. For a long time, from very young. <laughs> I walked home from that bar. I don't know. New Hyde Park to Mineola. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was uh, the, uh, the Silver Lining. Yeah. 
Like Good choice. Like cherry, 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 cherry Drive, Cherry Avenue, Cherry Road. Something like that, yeah. I can't Michael Donahue and I did a drag act in there. We did we did uh, uh, Hey Big Spender. We were the Cherry Sisters because they were on Cherry. The name of the street was Cherry Street. It could have been Cherry Street. Whatever. And Michael always had this thing where he wanted to do I Am Changing from Dreamgirls. Okay. From drag into street clothes. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Michael Donahue. I miss the fuck out of Michael Donahue. He was a high school friend and one of the most creative, fearless people that I've ever known. And he would and he would put you on the spot. Things I could say now. Okay, I one. I'll tell you more. Andrew breaks his ankle. We haze in the hospital. So we go up to see him in the hospital. We're on the elevator. The elevator opens and Michael faints, falls right out of the elevator. Bam! As soon as the elevator door opens, he's on the floor. You look up and it's a white lab coat. It's a doctor standing there. That now it's, he's got to stand up and laugh. You know, he's caught us in this yeah. situation. And now we're in the elevator and this doctor's coming on the elevator. He's lying on the floor. We're hysterical laughing in the elevator. Yeah. So that, that good was. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. It's fun. Getting back on topic. When Andrew broke his ankle, yes. his toes were sticking out of the cast. So one night, I drew self-portraits on every one of his toes. Oh, lovely. So they each had red hair and a black sort of expression on their face. So, and then that was, you know, a couple of days later, he goes to the doctor. And the doctor says, I'm worried about bruises I see on his toes. <laughs> because he had washed and whatever. It was a couple of days. So they, they, they blended out of the artwork that it was and it became and I, his mother was left saying no you, no you don't understand he has this friend you see so yeah toes 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 and matches okay fun places to draw faces like <laughs> smiley faces a whole book of matches just draw smiley or each one with a different expression whatever you want getting back on topic again of our five favorite dance or nightclubs oh god my next one is from the city my number four pulled the world World. Oh. The first time I went there was during law school. We went into the city uh, for the Halloween parade. I love that parade. Great parade. It's been decades since I've been. Yeah, me too. And this is like late 80s I were talking about. And we were at the parade for a long while. Then we're like, we decided to take a walk down to the East Village. And we went to this club called The World, which is basically, it was an old theater it looked like, because he had the whole stage still there, all the seats taken out and everything. And it was just this one big, huge dance club. It was fan-fucking-tastic. I went back there a couple of times after that. Really world? loved that place. The world? The world. Fun. Yeah, that really was. It was fun back in the day. Yep. So what's your number five? Um, The place, I never remember the name, on Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. I want to say spit, but it wasn't no, no, spit. No, it wasn't spit. Slash, stash, smash, but we spent more nights in that fucking nightclub. I don't remember the name. It was, it was it was, a st- it was like storefront. It was part of like the strip mall. I can tell you exactly where it was. On Sunrise Highway. Jesus, what was the name of that club? Steven! He'll know. Oh, he might know. He might know. He might know. Yeah. Steven, you're needed! Oh, God. What was it fucking called? But it was an old... Anyway, it was a lot of old... Alternate music. Okay. So you go to get to Depeche Mode, Phil, and, you know, you... What I, no, the thing, the gay, it's very funny, like, the gay nightclubs and the alternative nightclubs. The gay music you heard, a lot of disco, alternative clubs, you didn't hear that. You heard... Yeah, but a lot of the crowds double. a lot of the crowds crossed over. Oh, definitely. On Rockville Center, uh, on Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. Right by the train station. Grand before- Central. Grand Central. That no, was it. Grand Central was on 110. That was Eddie Murphy's place. No, it was something with like 
a a sharper, more offensive sounding name. I don't even know Grand Central. I can't think of it. Grand anymore. Central was Grand Central was on New York Avenue. No, Grand Central was Grand Central was Rockville Center. Yeah, this is not the club I'm talking about. This was a small alternative club right by the Carpet Place. You know the Carpet Place. You don't mean Tropical Wonderland that was up no, in Huntington? No, it was Slash Smash Dash. Oh, you're talking before Grand Central. It may be before Grand Central. I would tend to think it was before Grand Central. It was. I don't know. It was. It was. If any of our listeners know, please send us a message. Let us know. No, yeah, somebody knows. We should find out. Stash. Anyway, it was. You know what? I can tell you what building it was. It was with you know with the carpet places opposite opposite the train, and it's the it's the it's the parking lot of the train. Because that's where we would park across Sunrise Highway, and there's like always been like a carpet store or by McQuaid's. Uh, yeah, I think so. Before you get into the village of Rockville Center, if you're traveling west, just before on your left hand side, what the fuck was the name of that club? Anyway, we spent a lot of time there, and we had a lot of fun, and it was that alternate music, that alternative music tie-in that I wanted to make before you ruined it for me. Oh, thank you. No worries. <laughs> splash, splash is too innocent. No, no splash, splash. That was in the city. That uh, that was a lesbian bar, wasn't it? No. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, my fifth and final choice was Kiss in Lake Ronkonkoma. That was a lesbian. It was gay. It may have been. I, mean, I think I know it was lesbian owned and operated. Okay. But it was also a big gay guy. Yeah, it was there too. Yeah, yeah, it was. This bar, this club, it was like two buildings basically, and you had a space for like a normal choir bar. They had a bowling alley there. Oh wow! Yeah, it was shorter lanes. It was I like a was small, old-fashioned bowling alley, and then you had the dance club area, which was huge. And we used to go there on Sundays. Had a great time there. Oh my god, it was a lot of fun that place. Huh? Really was. I I never was there. No? All the places, Cheeks and PJs and... and well, I was going to ask you, what, is there one club that you wish you had gone to that you never went to? Kiss would have been w- one of them. For me, it's The Saint in yeah, New York City. I would say... I've seen the pictures of it. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, really out that much, you know, at that point. We now conclude with our final segment of the evening. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the Grumpy Old Gay Men Gripe of the Week. Grumpy Old Gay Men uh, I tried on a pair of pants tonight. And... No. That's my gripe. That you tried on a pair of pants. I'm not saying anything else. Were you able to button the pants? Patrick? (laughs) I'm not saying anything else. (laughs) I had to buy a belt, and I tried on a pair of pants. Okay. That is my gripe. And I guess we're going to leave it at that. So we're going to go on to my gripe then. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit more over the top for me. Well, supreme. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, when I'm preparing for the podcast and working on a script and just trying to figure out what we're going to talk about, I, of course, go through a lot of news sites to find topics of interest to bring up and stuff. And I do this just about every day. I'm a bit of a news junkie anyway. And it just seems like... Every day for the past couple of weeks, I am reading about some state bringing up some bill against transgender people or some move in education against transgender or binary people. Or now, like in Tennessee, outlawing, basically outlawing drag from being performed in public spaces where children might be. And I'm at the point I'm just fucking sick 
of reading it. And I don't see any kind of pushback coming back from the community at all. What do you expect them to do? Take to the streets the way they did back in 1969 and 70. That's what I expect. So you should take your ass down to Tennessee and lead the fight. Someone already suggested they should have a whole, like, hundreds of drag queens line up on the Tennessee border Coco and Bruce. march through there. I think Coco and, Bruce and, done. Really? Look at it worked at the drag invasion. It worked on Fire Island. Why couldn't but, it? But work? I but I think it needs to be more than just drag queens taking the lead. The whole community has got to come out for something like this. Drag queens are there for us at Stonewall. It's about time we return the favor. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you know, drag queens ain't going anywhere. I know. We know that, but when they're trying to legally wipe them out of existence, when they're trying to wipe out transgender people from being mentioned at all, you can't mention them in school. We're not going to allow you to give them medical care. We're not going to do anything to help your child transition to the gender identity that they feel comfortable in. See, here's the thing. I don't think they should be forced to do anything. No one's forcing them to do anything. But they should. They don't have the right to get in the way. This is between the kid and the parents. And their doctor. And, the go and their doctor. And the government should stay the fuck out of it. Except for when it comes to paying for it. Well, that's a whole different issue. But it's like, you know, first you want to put your... First these fucking fascists put their fingers on abortion... Now you oh, be careful with your fingers. I know, but now you're going to put Especially your fingers in, in that area. But now you're going to put your fingers in gender-affirming medical care. I mean, we're not talking about surgery here. They're not performing surgery on people under 18 years of age. That's not allowed by law. See, this is that's not what's happening. But that's what's being brought up all the time and exaggerated all the time. Do you ever get this excited and all upset and blood pressure high uh, about, like, the budget? No. This is a social issue Yes. Thing. And this is why it's so effective. Because it makes people crazy like you. Of course. You're going to die if you And on going. their end, it makes people crazy, so they keep donating money to these fucking fascist assholes so that they can keep on running for office and supporting other asshole movements like this one. You know? You know? That's why I'm saying it's time to rise up now. Rise up? It really is. What time to rise up and act up. What color flags? I don't fucking care about that. No, we gotta have flags. <laughs> we gotta have flags. We gotta have battlements. We gotta... We gotta but, have I mean, all these national gay groups now physical. we have, they're not activists anymore. They're lobbyists. We need activist groups on the ground, boots on the ground now to confront this. And not just showing up to defend a drag time story hour. I'm talking about marching on state capitals, marching on, on D.C. I'm talking about about having sit-ins. I'm talking about active resistance to all this bullshit that is going on. Okay. I mean, this reminds me of, like, back in the 80s when they had the Briggs Initiative in California when they tried to ban gay people from being teachers. I think you should go get some big oak tan and some one-by-twos and make yourself protest signs and go march in front of the Tennessee State Legislature and say, uh, we object to you doing this. And then what's that going to do for you? The state of Tennessee knows... There are more effective ways of protest. Yes, they, yeah, there's only one effective way of changing uh, legislation, and that's voting. It's the only way you can change legislation is to vote for the people who vow to vote, who to, to, to make the legislation what you want it to be. But They have done that to the extreme. But and it's also won. up to our community to take the initiative to better inform and educate the public about what's really an issue here. Most people don't really understand transgenderism 
or being non-binary. You know, I'm watching this thing about Tucker Carlson. Oh, that bullshit, please. Uh, but what it shows is, uh, taking the math that he used, who was it, Chris somebody, Chris Hayes? Chris? Yeah. On TV? Um, what were we talking about? Transgender rights, rising up. Then you mm -hmm. mentioned Tucker Carlson. Oh, Oh, that, the lies. He hates Trump passionately. He wishes that that lawyer would just... Uh, yeah. So, so all these things he's saying, that, and he wishes, but he, he he can't say that to that what that percentage of people who... And then Chris Wallace or Chris Rose or whatever he was said, you can't tell those people that they don't want to hear the truth. They don't know the truth. They don't want to hear it. You're never going to make them hear that. They're never going to believe that Tucker was saying what he was saying. And this never going to matter. You're never going to get those people. And I don't think we should be trying, but there's still a good third of this country that's not affiliated with either political side, you know? And that are generally uninformed about these issues. Where are they? And right now, what do you mean, where are they? Where they're are all over the fucking place. Why aren't they voting? Who said they're not voting? The, the people who are uh, running these things and the 300 pieces of legislation since 2023 began, and all of this shit, and all of these elected officials who are being able to affect all these things. That's who says, where are these people and why are they not voting? If those people were voting, uh, we would not be in this position. With the legislation coming, with Tennessee being able to, as a state, ban. And look, Tennessee could do whatever the fuck it wants according to the Constitution. It's Tennessee. It's got states' rights. It can do whatever the hell it wants. I, you know, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. It's horrible and we should oppress it. Yeah, we should fight back. Oh, and, and But how? Signs? and sit in Don't you know our history at all? And what has our history shown us? That fighting back and standing up works. Over generations it does. Gay people have got... You know, what you know what it took for gay people to be taken seriously? Fucking AIDS. And what do we need? Some galvanizing event? Like some trans queen being murdered or whatever? Like Matthew Shepard? Well, to galvanize this community? That's what we needed, it would have happened It shouldn't already. take that, though. It shouldn't take that. When you're reading every day how this state, one after the other, you know what are passing is? laws restricting the rights of a minority group of people. You don't understand that there are certain people who don't think like you do. I'm not expecting them to, but I'm expecting them to, to respect the rights ah. of everyone. Expect respect. Dude, where are you? Where do you live? What's the color of the fucking grass in the in your world? Why do you not see that that's not the way this fucking works? That's not the way it is. I don't know the answer. I don't know even how and it works. Attitude that, 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 that nasty attitude that doesn't allow for things to change. No, I think you're if wrong. If you think things can change, uh -huh. they won't change. It's not about thinking things can change. It's about this is the way it is right now and what are we going to do about it? And you're saying, it? This, yeah, what are we going to do about it? Right, what are we going to do about it? If the answer is not picking signs, sit-ins, hunger strikes. It's not insurrections. It's not... What did we go... The, what can you and I possibly do? Okay, we can't take... We can't what, did talk. Act, what did ACT Up do during the 90s and the 80s? Um, so what did they do? Go create ACT Up. I'm talking you, Patrick Finn, me, what's his name? What are we going to do right now? Are you going to go create ACT Up? Are you going to go create the American Association to Save the Seagrass? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What's the most you could do right now? What are you going to do, motherfucker? Vote. You keep asking... 
vote. I just, I, I just, that's fucking enough. The only that's way, not enough anymore. What else is what? That's what else, not enough. What else? Tell me. It means standing outside a fucking library when they're doing drag queen story hour. It means standing outside a bar and confronting these fuckers because there's a drag queen performing inside. And when they get it means going to school board meetings and standing up for transgender kids. Okay. That's what it fucking means. How much of that have you done? Have you voted? Of course I vote. Thank you. And in my lifetime, I have attested. I have attended more marches and protests and rallies than most people can count on their fucking hands. I don't disagree with that. I don't think it's wrong. I don't argue with that at all. And you know what? I think that people, young people especially now, what follows Generation X? Is it millennials? Is it... I don't know. Anyway, th who will never march? Who will never... Says who? No. What I'm saying is there, there are these people who will never have to face something like that, who will never go out and march, who they, they are... They are privileged. Of course. Yeah. They were they were the same ones who were poo-pooing what happened at Stonewall, for God's sake. They're the same fucking attitude, mindset. I hate We know those kind of gays. Yeah. We know plenty of them. So so you But for every one of those, there's ten more the opposite of that. Which opposite? Like I don't mean to, like, if they don't care and they don't engage, or they care, but they don't engage, what's the difference? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't engage, it doesn't matter if you You just care. sound like, you know what? We shouldn't do anything. Nothing's going to change. No. That's the attitude I'm getting from you right now. No, what you should be getting is shit good off the pot. No kidding. That's the But attitude. that's not the attitude I'm, I'm, I'm receiving from you. I'm not. Your attitude is just like, no, everything you're saying is wrong. This is not going to happen. This ain't going to happen. This isn't going to work. Tell me then, what's going to fucking work then? I'm, what I'm telling you is that it's... And don't just say vote. Vote. That's my answer. I'm sorry. You got to do more than just fucking vote. That's you got to put answer. boots on the ground. Okay, so where are you going to get the boots? Whose boots? What boots? Where are you going to get the boots from? Who are the boots? Who are you volunteering? Are you going to go out and do this? Are you just going to say, hey, you're gay. Put boots on. Get over here. Hold this sign. If I thought people would listen to me, I would. But unfortunately, I'm a 61-year-old cis white gay male. <laughs> no one wants to hear from me. We have to use that word as much as possible. Okay. Um, the younger generations don't want to hear from me. But we need some leaders from those young, younger generations to start taking the lead now. I, Fuck HRC. They're a fucking lobbyist group maintaining some million dollar building in D.C. That's what they fucking care about, is having their little cocktails with members of Congress while kowtowing and talking about legislation. It's Fuck a, that. It's That's a, not activism. It's a lobbyist group. Yeah, it's a lobbyist group. So, the, but what's going to inspire the activism? Who's going to inspire? If it's not this. Who inspired Larry Kramer? If it, Larry Kramer was inspired by the hundreds of friends he had around him that were dying day after day. What I, who? So that's what I'm saying. What's it going to take to inspire people now? Well, so far, it's How many not... drag queens have to get murdered? How many transgendered people have to get murdered? Do we have to wait for some transgender relative of some, of some celebrity or government official before it gets the attention it deserves? No, we need to take the initiative now. Okay, I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is that it doesn't seem like it's the 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 priority of most of Americans at the moment, despite how you feel about it. And it's certainly not the priority of the people of Tennessee. They passed a law about it. I know. Obviously, it is a priority. Well, it's the, I mean, all these it. states to are proposing it. laws against transgender people, so obviously, it is a priority. What I meant was, what I was bouncing off of was your feeling that everybody should prioritize this and stand up and revolt and obviously
obviously the state of Tennessee, those people are not feeling that way because they did not stand up and revolt. And so far, they have not stood up or revolted. And actually, aside from a very few sort of grassroots type of friend network things, I haven't seen many fucking people stand up and say anything about Tennessee. So before you go screaming, you have to say to yourself, are you the only one who gives a shit? Because so far, you're the only one I heard screaming about it. I know. So what do you, you know, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? What are you, Patrick Finn, middle-aged cis white man, we're going to use that word every chance we get, going to do about it? In September, November, what are you going to do? Say it, you hate me. I'm doing a podcast right now about it to put a fire under people's ass about this. Toast with me. Let's hope it works. I could use to pay off school next semester. But, you, you know, if this is what you're going to do about it, then, you know, I'm happy to help. But unless you, you know, if people aren't, if it doesn't, mm, anyway, I miss the days of Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd and and that stupid fucking wolf and the dumb bird. Have you ever seen a real life Roadrunner? No. They're like really tiny. Yes, they are. Not as big as they are in the cartoon. Mm. That was like an ostrich. Anyway, we now come to the conclusion of this week's episode. All right. I feel like I've been on a roller coaster. What are we talking about? <laughs> What are your plans for the upcoming weekends? The uh, theater is running uh, My Son Geppetto. No. 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 It's it's the Pinocchio story from Geppetto's perspective. Okay. I think. Okay. They sing the song that I didn't know came from the show. Now I know. When you wish upon a star. Right. Puppets. Okay. Geppetto. Yeah. The guys who do this, uh, the, the, the kids stuff over there do a really nice job. So those shows are fun. And they sold me when they had a snowball fight. In the middle of Frosty. Yes, I, 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 that. I, that's it. I'm done. So, Pinocchio and uh, whatever. That's it. Cool. We're planning what? to go see a Night of One Act show. Oh, I, I did. Um, South Shore Theater Experience. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Right down in, well, whatever. Right, 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 right. Doesn't, is it Theater 3 that does a, a one act festival every year? I believe they do one also, Theater 3. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, South Shore Theater Experience is having one this weekend. All right. So yeah, Stephen and I, and of course our previous guest, John Steele and Sheila Barksdale will be attending with us as well. Previous guest, John Steele, when the hell? Oh, oh. Okay, never. Previous guest on our podcast. He's been here before. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I Hence the meaning of the term previous guest. I thought I took previous to mean like most recently. You know what I mean? Okay. Never mind. I had too much sugar. Oh my God. Anyway. That's how you know I'm old. I had too much sugar. Go fuck yourself too much sugar. <laughs> anyway. You can find all of our episodes and our bonus material where we have links to a lot of the topics that we discussed on the show. You can find us at www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. You can also follow our daily posts on Twitter and on Facebook. I wonder how many people think you might be having a stroke when your accent changes to do the website. <laughs> Because it's so abrupt and it's so complete. Never mind, sorry. Quite all right. Where did I leave you off? Right at the very end. Typical. Of course. So on that note, we'll say have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, bitches.